we're going to be talking about pages 101 through 110 of The Virtue of Mercy and Forgiveness, Keys to Healing a Broken Heart. And we start off with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So St. Thomas Aquinas connects the gift of wisdom with the gift or with the virtue of mercy. Can you say more about how those are related? Yes, I can. Um, yeah, it's good to be here again as we reflect on mercy and forgiveness. The the gift of, of wisdom is something you receive, you know, through through baptism and confirmation. And it's a gift that can help you have perspective. So that means the ability to step back from your situation and kind of look at it from the outside and look at it from from different angles. So a lot of times in life we're like right in the middle of the situation, mm -hmm. can barely see right in front of us, let alone like to our left <laughs> or right or behind us. And and the gift of wisdom allows us to to do that and to start to look at what's happening more deeply in us and in the other person. And when it comes to mercy, um, part of that is the perspective that um, this person is is trapped in sin. Um, this person is um, in misery. They're they're miserable because they can't get out of sin, and um, they're living in a way that's God would not want them to live. And so they they're not experiencing happiness. And once you kind of start to see some of those dynamics, and even maybe sometimes you understand more about them, where it might be coming from, why it might, you know, they have may have had other experiences in their life that led to, to being this way. Um, you're able to start having compassion for them because you see see the whole picture instead of just, you know, seeing right in front of you. Yeah, that's really interesting because I think a lot of times we think of wisdom as an intellectual thing, but really wisdom, there's a wisdom, an emotional wisdom, if you will, um, that could help us with mercy, you know, being able to step back from, you know, those emotions and using wisdom for that. So that's really interesting. Um, I think this is really cool too, the cardinal virtues being connected to the gifts. So Aquinas also connects prudence to the gift of counsel, justice to the gift of piety, fortitude to the gift of courage and temperance to the gift of fear of the Lord. That's interesting. Not all of those are totally obvious. So why are these connections important to him? And can you just say a little bit more about that? Sure. So maybe the ones that are less obvious, um, justice connected to pi That's what piety. I was thinking. <laughs> um, piety is part of piety is how you show respect towards your parents. Um, towards oh. your parents who have given so much to you, you know, it's just that you would respect them and a lot of times give back to them at the, you know, at the end of their lives, just as they gave to you um, during your life. And, and then the gift of temperance connected to the gift of fear or the gift of, you know, fear of the Lord. Um, temperance is really self-control. It's, it's not giving in to, eating too much or too little or drinking right. too much or too little or, you know, giving into the, um, the passions that, that we experience, the temptations. Um, 
to different forms of addiction. And fear of the Lord is saying, you know, God is worthy of respect again, but also mm-hmm. worship. And we um, should have this sense of awe and reverence before him. And that includes how we live our lives. Right. So if we have a true fear of the Lord, it can affect the choices we make and it can help us to have more self-control. Um, so what, what Aquinas is getting at with these cardinal with these um, cardinal virtues and then the gifts of the Holy Spirit being connected, um, he's going to start to say that there's connections between um, the gifts and the cardinal virtues, between the theological virtues and the gifts between theological virtues and the fruits. And he's starting to kind of give us um, a way to understand ourselves that's on the one hand maybe a little more complicated, but once we once we see the connections, um, it makes a lot of sense and we are able to to live out, you know, a moral life um, more easily and, and more more completely, more consistently. Yeah, I think in one of our other conversations, you were calling it like a tapestry, you know, just all of these are just woven together. And the more we learn about their connections, the more whole I think we'll be as a person and with all of our actions. And Sure. And what, he, what he's going to say is he's going to make all these different connections. Um, a connection that I've made that maybe he he didn't quite make or I never found it if he did is... is <laughs> Um, that virtues are something you live out, um, something you practice. Um, gifts are something you can pray for yeah. and receive um, through prayer um, because it's a gift, like a, a gift of God's grace. So you can you can ask for that gift. And then the fruits are more a fruit of being in relationship with God, um, spending time with Him consistently. Once we have that close relationship. Um, we experience the fruits of the Holy Spirit um, just because of the relationship, as like an overflow of the relationship. All of that's true, but it's also true that you can pray for a virtue, and if you're staying close to God, you're going to start experiencing the virtues more easily too. And depending on whether it's a virtue, a gift, or a fruit, it, it doesn't really matter. It's, so much. Um, you can practice the gifts, you can practice the fruits, um, you can pray for them, and you can experience them as a fruit of your relationship. And I think I think it's helpful because um, there's a lot of, when you add them all up, there's about 20 of them all together. And it's nice to know that you can practice them, you can pray for them, and God will just give them to you as you stay close to him. Yeah, that's interesting. I was thinking like you can necessarily earn it like you can't just go in there and say i'm gonna i'm gonna get this gift you know (laughs) or whatever i mean it's kind of like you got to be in the zone i mean for lack of better word like you know when you're just in there spending time with god and you know and living that life these things start to flow like a dance or symphony like it just kind of happens so i don't i don't know if it'd be a good approach to kind of get in there like i'm gonna I'm going to get these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not so much like that, but they can be practiced, you know. So wisdom, you know, this having this perspective in the midst of an emotional situation 
you can practice that. You can after you do that twenty times, right. you you start to get used to that, and it becomes a habit. Kind of your habit Yeah, it becomes well, that's the ultimate goal, <laughs> right? Uh, and it, but it becomes kind of your go-to, right? Like yeah, when I'm in this situation, I'm not just going to say the first thing I want to say. I'm not going to do the first thing I want to yeah. do. I'm going to pull back. I'm going to go pray about it. I'm going to go think about it. I'm going to go even journal about it and try to really come back with a good perspective. So um, it's an opportunities every time you get in one of those situations. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the fruits are that way too. You know, you can, you can practice them and pray for them. And yeah. Speaking of the fruits, uh, now we're getting to the fruits mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. So St. Thomas Aquinas gives us some different ways to understand the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But how do you understand that? You kind of gave us already a little bit of what you, your thoughts on the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But tell us a little bit more. Sure. He he talks about them kind of in the traditional way, like um, fruit on a tree, you know, mm-hmm. starts with a seed, it grows into a tree, and then the tree produces fruit. Um, and that's that's kind of the traditional way I'm bringing in this new way of saying, well, it's a fruit of your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And if you're staying close to God, if you're spending time with him, if you're, you know, even if you're praying the rosary, you know, you're interceding for others, for yourself, um, you're going to mass, you're, you're going to confession on a regular basis. um, You're doing the things that you need to do to stay close to God. Um, then you're just going to start to experience these fruits because that's it's the fruit of your relationship. Right. And if yeah. you're disconnected from God, you're thinking about other things and you're not spending time with him, then in some ways the opposite starts to happen. You start to not experience the fruit at all. You know, he And God allows that because he wants us to stay close to him. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy concept when you think about it because yeah. it's the way we have relationships with each other right i mean the more time we spend together you know the, the closer we're going to be the you know our relationship's going to be better um it's just about that time you know and it's not always about the perfection of that time necessarily you know? sure sure sometimes it's just resting and yeah in god's presence you know and it's time it's energy mm-hmm. and it's um, priority yeah is he a priority in your life or not. Yeah, and I know I get caught up in, you know, well, I'm I'm not gonna spend time with God unless I'm doing it perfectly. You know, I have my I have the scriptures here, my you know, I don't have the certain amount of time. And, you know, I've kind of learned like that's not really what's important. It's just the time. Like you know, just taking that time. Yeah. And if in that time you're just exhausted and all you have is to say, Lord, I'm exhausted, <laughs> you know, help me out or whatever. Like you end up seeing fruits even from that, I think. I've I, I think so. Um, it's interesting. This morning, I I wanted to pray longer, but just there's a lot happening today and a lot I needed to work on. So I prayed from um, 6.15 to 6.35. And, <laughs> and I also, you know, promised to come back this evening and pray some more. But that's all I could do. That's okay. You know, it's not, yeah, God will, 
take what you can give him. Yeah, we're like little but kids, it, you know. Yeah. It's like, here, this is all I have. <laughs> He'll take it. He'll take whatever we have. Yeah. <laughs> He'll do something yeah, with it, right? And, and when we're saying faithful, you know, and then there's kind of a different circumstance like this morning and <laughs> um, he'll multiply what we give him to yeah him, so. yeah yeah exactly well you also make the connection between the fruits of the holy spirit and the virtue of mercy so can you say about more about that too yes um the fruits of the holy spirit and the virtue of mercy um the, the fruits of the holy spirit are connected to the virtue of mercy especially particular ones it's easier to make the connection um, like patience for instance mm, yeah um, patience is a fruit and patience literally means um you know to suffer basically and to <laughs> suffer feel that you know, yeah <laughs> to love to lovingly suffer on behalf of another person and and, and a lot of times with mercy it's um there's a patience in terms of um, working through the situation, not just giving in to what you want to do mm -hmm. right away, giving into your anger, you know, giving into wanting revenge, things like that. Um, it's it's having a, a patience, and um, even though it, it's very difficult, very challenging, um, and recognizing that's a way to love someone, and it's also another. Fruit is the, virtue, the fruit of peace. Hmm. Just having a peace in your heart and in your mind. Um, sometimes when someone hurts us, it can feel like an attack. And yeah. if we receive it as an attack, then we start to you know, fight against that attack. But if peace is in our hearts and our minds, then, you know, Maybe it is an attack, but it can stay here mm -hmm. and not start to control us because we're still able to keep our peace in the midst of the situation. And um, there's also um, perseverance, I think, is a fruit also, right? Um, and perseverance is is recognizing this is a really hard situation it's not easy it's probably not going to be fixed today i need to persevere go step by step and work through this and as i trust that you know god will ultimately lead me to to a good place so aquinas continues to show us that the Gifts and fruits and virtues are interconnected. Yeah. And once you start to see that, it gives you more ways to pray for them. It gives you more ways to practice them. And it gives, gives you more ways to um, to see them at work in your life. Yeah, it's like, you know, a toolkit of <laughs> all of these things that can help you in all these situations. Well, you end up going into uh, the renewal of St. Thomas Aquinas's moral theology with surveys Pinkers. And you you bring him up a lot. <laughs> it seems like you have an affinity for him. So how did that happen and, and why is that the case? Sure. He surveys Pinkers was a Dominican. Um, St. Thomas Aquinas was a Dominican. Surveys Pinkers is, was a priest. Um, he was a teacher in the seminary for 25 years. And 
when I was doing research for my dissertation, I discovered him and pretty quickly realized he he was pretty amazing and had a lot of a lot of answers to a lot of questions and yeah. a lot of um, important perspectives. And I believe most of his work is written in French. So okay. we have a number of his works that have been translated into English. And I don't read French. <laughs> um, so I've read everything that I could read that's been translated, which is actually quite a bit. And um, just realized, you know, he was someone, someone I wish I could talk to, you know, someone I wish I would have met. Yeah, um, we, he died not too long ago, right? Not, not 2008, too, I think. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. I think... I probably I mean, discovered him. You were him or, so close. <laughs> I was so close. Yeah, I think I discovered him in 2014. Okay. 13, 14. Um, and so he's a guy, a person that I, I point to. And he mm-hmm. he also kind of has this perspective on Thomas Aquinas that, that I draw from. And um, and his, his biggest thing is really... <clears throat> For the most part, in the midst of kind of the mess that moral theology became, mm-hmm. um, he was able to say, you know what, we need to go back yeah. to the ways Thomas Aquinas did it. Um, we, we need to start with scripture. We need to include the Holy Spirit again. Mm-hmm. We need to look at the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit. We need to look at virtue again um, because this is the framework for living out the moral life. The moral life isn't necessarily about following rules. Yeah. Or trying to t- t- determine what's right and wrong all the time in a legalistic way. Um, that doesn't lead to happiness. It doesn't lead to joy. Um, there's a lot more here. And, you know, of course, in some ways the rules are important, but it's also even more important to know why those rules are there and what's behind them. Yeah. Um, I, when you were reading that part, you know, I was thinking, what a gift to have him to to bring that back and put it in our awareness because I think, and I think we're still suffering from that in our time. Like I know I've heard people say, you know, when I was becoming Catholic, Oh, there's too many rules. I could never do that, you know? And, and I didn't think of it that way. Cause it's kind of when you know why you're, you know, the reasoning behind it or why you're doing it. I always say it's kind of like when you're in love, you know, when you're in love, you know, you want to take out the person's trash and like do whatever. You know, you want to do these things because you're in love and you know that person loves you and you know why all these things are the way they are. And you know, we have to bring people back to that. So it's it's good to hear that bit. I think we're still suffering from that mindset now. Sure, I think it's easy to to be there, and a lot of times we no one's ever taught us. Um, why we have this rule and right. what the goal of this rule is and what it's trying to prevent and what it's trying to help us, you know, experience sometimes. And so rules by themselves are, you know, sterile. A lot right. Of times. Yeah. I was thinking when you were back, when you were talking about uh, temperance and the gift of fear of the Lord, it's kind of like when you realize that God made you a certain way out of love, you know, then that self-control is a bit easier because you know you're acting in accordance with that because you were made in to be a certain way and and he died for you, you know, because you're that important, 
you know, and you have to, you realize that. So you're like, yes, I have to live this way. You yeah, know? very much so. And if you, and by doing all of that, it's actually going to lead to you being happy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and rejecting all of that is going to lead to you, you know, being very unhappy and just confused and right. know, depressed. So, yeah. Well, we've come to the end of chapter two. We made it and um, tell us a little bit, give us a little preview of what we can expect in the next chapters. Sure. Um, the next couple chapters, we're going to look at forgiveness. Then we're going to look at um, a number of different healing ministries. And then I'm kind of going to look at uh, my own approach to healing in the last chapter. Nice. And so we've, we've done a lot of the hard work. Yeah. Um, in these first two chapters, and it's going to become, I do think there there's quite a bit that's practical in these chapters, but the next oh, yeah. few chapters are going to be even more practical and going to be able to apply it to your lives in different ways and, and not, and start to see that there's more to healing than just forgiveness. For instance, yeah. you know, forgiveness is important, um, but it's really the doorway that leads to us being able to heal in other ways. Um, but in this next chapter, we're going to look directly at forgiveness. Um, it's one of my favorite chapters. And then we'll look at a number of healing ministries and my own approach to healing. Great, so. great. And um, before we finish, I just have one more question here. Um, kind of a summary. Um, this really great sentence in this last section, I think, is really important for people to highlight for everybody. You state near the end that, Mercy is shown by Aquinas to be the virtue that assists you to interiorly love compassionately and exteriorly extend forgiveness generously. So what do you mean by the interior and exterior aspect of mercy? Yes. Well, I think mercy involves both of those. And I, I think sometimes we can get lost in it all a little bit. And this, mm -hmm. this particular quote helps us to see it very simply that there's something interior happening in our hearts. Mm -hmm. um, mercy is allowing us to love this person. Even if this person hurt us, um, we, we start to have compassion for them. We start to see that they're suffering. We start to want to help them in their suffering. And all of that is, is love working in our hearts towards mm -hmm. this person. And that's interior primarily. And now yeah. that that's, ex that's happened interiorly. We exteriorly extend um, forgiveness and generously to them as, as a gift. And, and we are happy to now give them that gift of, of forgiveness. And, and that's what mercy helps us to do, um, both the interior and the exterior. And, and that's why it's so important. Yeah, you can't give what you don't have, right? <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you so much, Father Ignatius. This was excellent. And I'm looking forward to getting into the next chapters. Uh, can you finish us off with a prayer? Sure. We will conclude with um, the Divine Mercy prayers. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity, your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, 
an atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Let us pray. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless, and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we might not despair, nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Amen. Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.